Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello and welcome back to Her Drive Podcast, everybody. If you're new to Her Drive, this is a podcast that focuses on female founders who have really interesting life stories, who have really been through the twists and turns in life and continue to put the pedal to the metal towards their goals. So today's guest is my good friend, a new friend of a few months, but we've become pretty close and I feel really honored to have her as a friend and also to get to learn a bit from her in regards to holistic health. Welcome to Her Drive, Dawn Favorites. How are you? Yay, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is my first podcast interview. I love that. You know, it's funny. um, For whatever reason, I tend to get a lot of first timers and then you all go off and get tons of media and um, and really bloom. So hopefully the same thing happens for you. I know you have a good following and what you're preaching is better than gospel as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> I hope you enjoy being here. Yes, I'm sure I will. Perfect. Well, my dear, um, give everybody a little background on, on what it is that you do. Yeah, so I run a holistic wellness business. Um, This business started back in 2020. It kind of fell into my lap, actually. So we know we had that lovely plague happen. Um, And I got laid off from two different jobs. I was running, um, I was a manager for two different studios. So a yoga studio and a kickboxing studio. Um, but at that phase of my life, I was already ready to venture off onto something different and to do something on my own. Um, well, lo and behold, the gyms were closed and there were people who were like, wait a minute, I need to get healthy and you look like you're killing it. So help me out. Uh, so my first client kind of fell into my lap. Um, so after working with my first client, I decided it was time to build my business. So I run Dawn to Earth Holistic Health um, and Wellness, and it is a holistic wellness brand where I offer personal nutrition coaching, um, yoga, and Reiki, and there are some future projects coming from Dawn to Earth that I cannot mention just yet. Hmm. Interesting. And now I need to know more. How can you drop that? No, that's really exciting. And um, <laughs> I look forward to to when you do release what, what you have up your sleeve. That's amazing. Um, well, I would love to dive more into your, your wellness story since that's what you, you do. Um, do you have a really good upbringing? Um, what was your relationship with food, fitness, all of that? Oh man, I'm a, like, I, no, I had a horrible upbringing. <laughs> um, and sometimes when I look, think back on how I was raised, I'm just like, how did you become this person? Um, so no, growing up, I was poor, grew up with a single mom. Um, she had her own trauma and issues. And so growing up, exercise wasn't important. School wasn't important. 
food was whatever we could afford. Um, you know, we were, we had government assistance. So we had food stamps and welfare. Um, but that wasn't always enough. There was two of us, um, have an older brother. And so, you know, boys kind of each out of house and home. Um, so I was raised on processed food with a mix of home cooked, um, Southern comfort food. So my mom, she's a really great cook. And when she had the time to cook or had the energy to cook, she would, um, she would cook us meals. But back in the nineties, we were eating, you know, margarine and stuff because we thought it was better than butter. Um, so diet was horrible. Um, and I actually, my mom smoked cigarettes during her pregnancies. So like, I was born premature. I had horrible health from the day I was welcomed into this lovely world. Um, so I had to learn on my own how to be a healthy human. Um, and that just came from years of unhealthy habits and finally getting tired of my own crap. Um, so yeah, upbringing wasn't, wasn't the best, um, healthy foods. Like my mom tried, she tried to teach us what healthy was, but again, I think the information that we had back in the nineties and early two thousands was, is completely different than the information we have now, um, as to like what's healthy. And my mom also grew up in the age of pop culture and media and, um, so she kind of relies on the government to tell her like, well, this is healthy and this is how you should feed your body. Um, so the way I grew up is completely different than how I live my life now. I think that's amazing. And it sounds very similar. No, similar in a way to my upbringing. My father was a smoker. Um, I grew up on kind of like a, mini farm. Both of my grandparents were farmers, um, on both sides and we had a garden and dad was a butcher. So we had lots of like fresh produce, fresh meats, not a lot of additives, preservatives, unless we went to like, uh, <laughs> McDonald's, uh, which I always begged for on Sundays. <laughs> um, or, you know, like mac and cheese box type of thing. Um, but at the time, wellness was totally different. You're right. There was a lot of margarine that was was pushed, and I remember that happening in our household. Um, but we weren't a family of, like, fitness. We were a family of, like, doers because you have to be physically mobile if you live on a farm. Um, so thankfully, that was kind of instilled in me to, like, move. We would do, like, a 5K every year, and my mom would do it with this. So we would run a little bit. But I just feel like the wellness industry – was much more filled with lies that were easily debunked than today. Maybe. Um, I know there's still a lot of like hogwash that's out there now and I've certainly fallen prey to it over the years and um, it impacted my body. But how did you kind of like wake up to the wellness journey? Like when did that begin? Oh man. Okay. I have a funny story. Well, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, it's funny to me. So there was this one time I was sleeping with this really hot guy. <laughs> and mm. I kid you not, 
Um, it was the first time that him and I decided we were going to sleep together. Anyway, saw his naked body. And it, that's when I had that moment of like, hold up, Dawn. Hold up. This guy is hot. You're beautiful too, but like he's hot. You can do that too. And from that moment, I was, I was just something in me had to change. I finally wanted to take control over my life and what I was doing with it, putting in my body um, and how it looked. So that was the moment I woke up to wanting to change my body composition. Um, the moment that woke me up to wanting to be healthier outside of, um, you know, physical appearance was, um, I think a few moments I was dealing with a lot of depression. I was exhausted all the time. Um, and food just was not settling in my body at all. Um, I was having a lot of digestive issues um, constantly constipated or, you know, the complete opposite. And something was just like, okay, this is, this is not normal. This can't be life. Um, and after just many trips to the doctor and there was never an answer as to like, what is wrong with me? Why are these things happening? Um, it was always just, oh, you can take birth control for those symptoms. They'll go away. Um, well, some of the symptoms that I was having was pointing toward towards me being um, not being able to have children. And so to take birth control just didn't make sense to me. It was like, wait, take something that would stop me from getting pregnant when I can't get pregnant already? Well, that doesn't make sense. I'm not doing that. Um, so I left the doctor's office that day and I actually signed myself up for a nutrition school so that I could learn uh, more about nutrition on a natural healing level. Um, and then I also hired my own nutritionist and personal trainer um, to help me work with my body and just actually heal my body um, so that I wasn't dealing with the things that I was dealing with. And that led me on this this journey uh, that I've been on for the last seven years. Wow. And what has been the most powerful aha moment throughout this whole thing? Oh, I got to pick one. <laughs> as many as possible. There's so many. Um, honestly, I will say one of the moments that I had that has been probably one of the the driving force behind my drive and my ability to continue to show up and be who I am and, and live out my purpose is when I started to feel better physically, um, I started to feel better mentally, when I started to clear out all of the things that just didn't belong in my body, I started to clear out a lot of the things that didn't belong in my life. And I grew closer to God. Um, yeah, I grew closer to God and I've never been a religious person. I've always been very spiritual. Uh, some people even refer to me as a witch. Um, I cannot confirm or deny, <laughs> <laughs> but um, this journey 
brought me closer to God. And the uh, one of the biggest aha moments was learning about the God that resided within me. And I was able to finally meet that God in me when I finally cut all of the crap out of my life. Um, I think honestly, that's the biggest aha moment. It was the moment where I finally saw how much control I had over my own life and how much I could do with my life and with what I was doing with myself. Um, I realized that, that there were so many people out here like me that needed a me and my story Mm -hmm. because, um, where I came from, you know, I don't think I was meant to be this success, this successful person. I think most people that grow up in the environments that I've grown up in become statistics and I became the complete opposite. Um, I'm different from everybody in my family. I've taken a different route than everybody in my family. And I will say that I'm happier than probably every single person in my family. And that moment of clarity I I gained once I was, you know, got rid of brain fog and started sleeping well and didn't feel like I wanted to like punch something because I had this looming anxiety um, over my head because of an unhealthy gut or just unstable blood sugar, you know, really honestly being able to hear the God in me um, fueled this path and woke me up even more. I think what was powerful is talking about the, the removal of brain fog. And whenever you have clarity of mind, you know, you're able to function and just show up so much better for yourself, um, for your career. And if you don't, or your passion, if you don't know what that is, it kind of comes with the clarity of mind. Um, but I also feel like when you have clarity of mind, you also have the ability then to start really diving into yourself introspectively in an honest, but kind of ruthless way to look at wounds and from like emotional wounds and things like that. Um, did that happen for you? Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) and yes, this is the, this is the purpose behind my business because of, I manifested an entirely new life just by caring about myself and removing, you know, all of the, um, material things or the outside, you know, the foods that, that, cloud our judgments or, you know, bog down our minds and just really caring about how I was taking care of my body, what I was putting in my body, the, the music I was listening to, um, and also caring about, you know, maybe not escaping with alcohol every weekend. Once I removed all of that noise, the clarity that came from it, and then my ability to wake up every single day feeling energized and not having you know, these diseases or imbalances um, holding me down or, you know, holding me down to a point where I just want to stay in bed. It's like, I can't get anything done because I'm in bed. So the um, driving point behind my business and my mission 
is to help people understand how important it is to take care of your body. Because if you don't have your health, you literally have nothing. But as soon as you gain your health, it's like you make this energetic deposit into the universe and the universe will pay you. And that will physically manifest, you know, into an abundance of currency, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, more job opportunities, whether it's um, a better um, pool of dating candidates, you know, when we are operating at our, at our truest selves, at our healthiest selves, at our best selves, we attract so many great things. Um, So the worry of, you know, not having enough money, it's no longer there because you're operating on this high vibration that will always attract high vibrating things. So the moment I was able to clear all that stuff out and start to operate on this higher vibration, I mean, money started coming in. I attracted better friends. I attracted better jobs. I attracted um, joyful people and just opportunities I never would have had before had I just stayed where I was. I think I'm just so proud of you for recognizing all of that and doing the work and and seeing how it's been able you've been able to expand your life um, in kind of a quick way. <laughs> I think that whenever we start doing the work, um, life starts opening up more quickly and, and it blossoms into this really beautiful um, rose that is lovely, but then there's still the thorns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so now that you're in this more holistic, happy, well space, how do you deal with stressors do you have rituals daily weekly monthly annually what do you do to stay really in tune with yourself oh that's a good question because (laughs) um so before moving to texas i definitely had this very um actually had a very well put together, you know, rigid routine life. I had gone through, you know, a few years of being in the wellness industry, working these, working these jobs, learning my, you know, new habits. And, you know, I had already become this different person, stepped into this different, um, this phase and I was pretty well established, but then I moved to Texas and life you got flipped, turned upside down. And I've had to reframe and rework my uh, routines and rituals and how I manage stress. And one thing I've learned from that before I share my rituals and my routines is that um, there is no right or wrong way to deal or manage with stress as long as you are not self-sabotaging um, or, or harming yourself or anyone else around you. So these days, um, I have finally accepted that I am not a creature of habit and I hate doing the same thing over and over again outside of my workouts. Um, but when it comes to managing stress, I am someone that needs to have, um, I need to have different uh 
techniques on how to manage it. So I've create I have a toolbox of different things to get me through different situations. So for example, um, I run a business and I'm also a human. So as you can imagine, life still happens to me. I'm actually, uh, I recently just got divorced and those are, those situations are never easy. So in the midst of just moving to Texas, I get settled, I get married, then immediately get divorced. Um, that was just, that was a situation I'd never thought I would ever go through. Um, so at first I freaked out and I wasn't managing anything. But after I had my moment, I realized that I was becoming a new person and I required new ways to manage stress. Um, and with that being said, I now uh, practice some of the things that I never used to practice before. So waking up really early um, to make sure I have enough alone time, even though I live alone, but alone time where no one needs me yet. Um, so I wake up around six o'clock in the morning every day, regardless if the sun is up or not. Um, and I just sit in bed and I talk to myself and I ask myself, how am I feeling? What do I need from the day? What can I offer to the day? Um, and I let that sit. And depending on my answers, that is going to depend on how I build my day. So before I used to have, you know, this, this schedule that would keep me on, on track and that would help me manage the stress. But now I live a life where I'm able to kind of be flexible. I have my appointments with my clients, um, but everything else can kind of be moved around. So if I wake up and I feel like my day is, has too much packed into it, I take some, some things off my plate. Um, another big thing that I do to actually manage my stress is when I'm in a very stressful time and place, um, I typically don't socialize a lot which is opposite of what I think a lot of people my age do. Um, we tend to escape. I'm only in my early 30s, and most people my age, when we're stressed out, especially with work or family life, we go into this moment of, I just want to go out to the bar and you know drink it away or retail therapy or just something to take you out of that. Um, well... And instead of escaping, um, I typically will force myself to actually just sit there and do nothing because I have um, realized that when we're stressed out, our nervous system is so hyped up. And if we're constantly doing things, the nervous system never has a chance to relax. So I'm a very active person normally. I love being social. I love doing things. But when life just hits and it's stressful and it's dark or it's just I'm having an off an off day, an off week, an off month, I go within. I go inside of me and I spend a lot of time with myself um, and I give myself the things that I truly need and not the things that I think I need because the things that I think I need are typically me just escaping and not wanting to deal with whatever it is, is stressing me out. I think that is so extremely powerful and it's hard to be like conscious and sober through some emotional situations. <laughs> it truly is. Oh yeah. Very, very hard, especially when your default 
is to escape and and to not be sober in those stressful situations. Exactly. Oof. Oh my. Um oof. So for the Her Drive listeners, what's what are some like best practices for them if they're just beginning their wellness journey? Hmm. Okay. Um well first I would start with some basics like are you even sleeping because to be honest if you're not getting any sleep you're not going to be healthy you could be eating all of the healthy foods you could be getting sunlight you could be going for walks you could be doing your four days a week in the gym lifting weights but if you're not getting sleep your body can't recover blood sugar gets thrown off circadian rhythm gets thrown off you start to feel anxious and then, you know, the cravings come when we don't sleep. So I would suggest focusing on the basics, like getting enough sleep, you know, between seven to nine hours a night. Um, hydration, hydration, hydration is so important. There's a lot of us walking around just like the Sahara desert. Um, and then also understand that hydration isn't just water. Um, electrolytes, minerals, those are very important for our bodies. Um, and then boundaries. And I don't mean just like boundaries with your food, but like learn how to set boundaries with your family, with your friends, with yourself, with your alcohol, with your social life. Setting those boundaries are going to help you with your ability to execute the things that you actually want to execute and it'll help you get to your goals because you'll have these um, safety nets put in place so that people can't walk all over you so that you know when enough is enough and also so you know like okay boundaries set it's time for bed I should go to sleep so I can wake up in the morning and get what I need to get done done um, so yeah, I would say sleep, hydration, and boundaries. Okay. How does one know what their boundaries are and how do they enforce them? Oh, well, that's a good question <laughs> because I feel like that's a lesson we are all constantly learning forever. I will say from personal experience, I learned my boundaries when I start to feel negative feelings and not just like emotional, but like when I'm starting to get anxious or I'm starting to get headaches or I'm starting not to feel well, to me, I'm not setting boundaries in a place because I'm overstretched and I'm, you know, I'm stressed out. I'm feeling the anxiousness, I'm feeling the headaches or I'm feeling um, just downright bad. Um, so I'll notice like, oh, maybe I need to set some boundaries with my bedtime again because I've been staying up too late. Um, or maybe there's a person that has been taking, taking advantage of me and I'm feeling very drained around them. Well, that's a sign that I need to set a boundary. Um, so constantly checking in with yourself every day especially after you hang out with people um, or, you know, at the end of the day 
is one way I was able to learn what my boundaries were. When I became mindful um, and started actively working on getting to know myself is how I learned my boundaries. Um, And I will also say that getting hurt also taught me boundaries as well. Um, And implementing them is hard because naturally I was, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Um, and after so many years of being taken advantage of, because, you know, I got the good energy, Dawn's so happy, Dawn can help, she can do all these things for everybody. And like, I could, because I was just used to doing everything all the time for everybody. But after so many years, that just left me so depleted, angry, depressed, all of the things um, enough, enough was enough. So I worked with a therapist and she taught me how to set boundaries. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, really, you know, I had to learn how to set boundaries cause, um, my parents, my mom didn't teach me boundaries. She didn't even have her own boundaries. So there wasn't, there was no one around me to teach me boundaries. And I also think that you know, I was raised by the baby boomer generation and I don't think they knew what boundaries were either. You know, those were just not normal in our society for people to be like, hey, you're crossing a line here. That's a boundary for me. We're not going to do that. Um, I think that we lived in the society for so long that setting a boundary was seen as very selfish. So most people were too scared or didn't want to be um, selfish for doing that. So to be honest, like I had to get my heart broken. I had to just become so burnt out, miserable and angry to finally implement boundaries. And then working with a therapist taught me how to set boundaries. Um, These days, I'm a lot better at that. Um, And I think that being able to set your boundaries comes with your healing journey. You know, when you really start to consciously heal and work on your trauma, you will notice that naturally you'll know when a boundary needs to be set. Um, We're not perfect. Sometimes things happen, but you'll know after, you know, one event happens, you'll go, hmm, I need to speak my mind and set a boundary here because this is not what I'm going to deal with. Learning your self-worth when you actually believe you're worthy you'll also be able to set boundaries. Um, That's something that has actually come a little bit more natural to me. I will say as of the last six months, it's because I have become a lot more confident and I know my worth now more than I ever have in my life. Um, I have strong boundaries and I've been able to set them and communicate them clearly with love um, because I just know what I bring to the table. And I know I don't deserve really anything less than what I bring myself. I think that's really beautiful. Absolutely. Um, One of my favorite questions to ask everyone who I have on as a guest is, if you could go back in time and give a younger Dawn some words of advice, what would you say and how old would you be? 
Oh, this is really appropriate for me because Lil Dawn has been making her appearances uh, these past these past two years. Been working on, been uh, consciously working on inner child healing. Um, I'll speak to my fourteen year old self actually, and I'll let her know that she doesn't need to try to fit in because fitting in actually is not a strength that she possesses. She possesses the strength to be a leader and to set an example for the people that she comes into contact with. And she just needs to trust that people love her regardless of how different she is. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And why is that message so very important? Man, because when I was younger, especially in my teenage years, I tried so hard to fit in so much that I put myself in so many dangerous, dangerous situations with so many dangerous people um, and really just doing things that a teenager probably shouldn't have been doing. Um, And I notice that when that behavior comes out, even, you know, in 30-year-old Dawn's life, it's because she's trying to belong somewhere. So the message is important because we all have our role here on this earth universe, whatever you want to call it. We all have our own path. And we're not meant to be like anyone else. We're meant to live out our path and our purpose. And we also actually attract our people when we are who we are. Um, Life is a lot better when you just, when you're true to yourself. And that's where success comes from. When you choose the things that are truly in alignment with yourself, your truth, and not when you're choosing things to just fit in with the crowd. You don't get anywhere. You actually disappear. Wow. That's amazing. Well, when you look through kind of the windshield of life and you're cruising down the road, um, what's on your billboard? What do you have coming up that you're excited about? I have so many things. <laughs> I'm so excited for life, actually. Um, When I look at the bill, when I'm like looking at my billboard on my road in life, I see infinite possibilities um, for growth and infinite possibilities for me to continue to help facilitate the collective healing of the collective consciousness here. Um, I truly believe my path and purpose is to help humans level up. Um, for lack of better words. And I just see so many opportunities on my path to continue to do so by sharing all of the gifts that I possess through all of the trials and tribulations that have been presented to me on my path. Um, I see all of the hard, the hard situations, the heartbreaking situations, the trauma. I see all of that as, um, 
the driving force for me to be who I am today and for me to continue to be this um, facil- this facilitator and this vessel um, of growth for people and this uh, this facilitator of healing for people. Mm. I think you're already kind of doing that, as you know. Um, but growing is a, on a bigger scale is always amazing. But no matter what, um, I think when people come across you, just even a short interaction probably changes their life and creates a new trajectory in a little way. So um, I'm glad that, that we met and um, I've been so powerfully and positively impacted by by you and our conversations about saying it with your chest. <laughs> oh, yes. So, speaking your truth. Well, Don, you're an amazing person and such a beautiful coach. And I've loved watching your journey over the last several months. And I'm very excited for all that unfolds. Um, but before we go, do you have any other words of advice, information you'd like to share with, uh, with the listeners? Uh, let's see my last piece of advice. Say it with your chest. <laughs> yes. Say it with your chest. Um, I'm a believer that every, you know, we all should be speaking our truth regardless of what's what or who is in front of us, because that is exactly how we get to live a big and bold life here. Um, that's what we're meant to do. We're not meant to live small. We don't have to. So why not show up and say what you mean and mean what you mean, what you say, so you can get exactly what you want out of life. Mm. A fucking men. Thank you. <laughs> many, many exclamation points. Don, it's been a blast. Where can everybody find you online so they can be a part of your tribe? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at dawn to earth underscore holistic underscore. And it's, I'm also on Facebook. It'll be the same exact name at dawn to earth underscore holistic underscore. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget my own social media handles. (laughs) And then soon you will be able to find my podcast, which is currently unnamed, but I will be starting my own podcast. So yes, you were right about, uh, about that. Usually usually when you interview someone, they're on their way to starting their own. Yes. It's so beautiful. I'm very pumped for you to have your own podcast and I'm sure you'll get lots of press and media out of it. Um, well, thank you so much, Dawn. I love you. And thanks to, to everyone for being loyal listeners. Please share this with anybody that you know. Visit the website her-drive.com to see all of our amazing guests of the past and to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode in the future. See you, Dawn. See you. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.